way away. And uh, they did get to see Nathan when they were down there. And uh, Nathan sent his uh, best wishes for the folk here at Calvary. So uh, continue praying for him. And uh, is Rose still on staff? Did she come back this year for, to be on staff? Yeah, okay. she's, uh, she's there. She's there, okay. With her brother and another one from the island of Tinian. I haven't met her brother, but I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. So, okay, well, let's open the word of prayer here and then we'll get moving right along here. Father, we thank you for this day that we can come together. Lord, we just thank you for uh, bringing uh, Josh and uh, Francis to be with us here today. And Lord, to get a, a passion and to have our passion for missions rekindled. Lord, for the work that is being done. And uh, Lord, also to understand what our responsibility is to our own community. So Father, you guide, you direct, meet the need of this hour, uh, whether it's here in the sanctuary or those who are gathered at home, by whatever means they're listening. So Father, throughout your blessings, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, my wife's downstairs teaching. All right. Well, good morning, church. In Fiji, we say bula. That's our greeting. So if you ever get to come over to Fiji, you say bula. Bula, bula. And if you get to the uh, airport, might be some guys there, and they say bula. Because everybody's been trained in Fiji to be very, very friendly, because tourism is a big deal for Fiji. Uh, we have as many people come into Fiji as live there uh, in tourism every year. So many flights from Australia, New Zealand, but even in America. Uh, they were having a sale not long ago to fly over to Fiji. You got to get out to California, and then from California—that's a little bit of a flight too. But from there, um, it's about uh, 800. They had a deal, 800 U.S. round trip, which isn't too bad. It's usually more than that whenever we book our tickets. So, nonetheless, we're thankful to be your missionaries to the Fiji Islands. Thank you for supporting us these last few years, and we look forward today to sharing more with you. Later, hopefully, the video will work, and you can see a little bit more about Fiji. Hopefully you got one of our prayer cards there. On the back you can see some things there. Uh, these are some folks that have come to Christ. Um, the one picture to the left of me there was actually a Hindu boy that I've had the opportunity to lead to Christ. And he's grown in the Lord and uh, done many things for the Lord. The boy on the right, he also grew up in a Hindu home as well. I didn't lead him to the Lord, but he comes to the church there. And uh, we've been able to work with him. This lady here is a... Her family were Hindus before as well, um, and she is a doctor actually at one of the local hospitals there and comes to our church. And so it's just exciting to see what the Lord's doing, amen? amen. And that's fruit that abounds to your account. And that's what's so great about missions, is that even though you may never get to go to Fiji, we hope that you do. Some of us may not want to go there because of the heat, we understand faster. But you can have part in seeing souls saved there, amen, through prayers and through giving. So thank you so much for being a part of that. We got back in the U.S. Um, the end of October, last day of October, Halloween, we actually flew in, which is a little interesting. People were uh, running around the airport and Halloween stuff. We were like, America is weirder than we thought. Um, no, but um, we got back and uh, got back into Pennsylvania, which is kind of our base while we're in the U.S. And we've been traveling around last uh, month, January. We were all over the place. We went down to Florida. Um, from there, we were over in Louisiana for a meeting and then to Texas for a missions conference. And we just got back into Pennsylvania the 1st of February. So we have been moving, uh, but we are excited to be able to travel around. There were two churches, one in Florida and in Texas that had taken us on for support and never met us in person. But because of the situation with COVID and things, uh, we weren't able to meet them. We just kind of left for the field a little bit early um, because of the situation. My mom actually had cancer is why we left in 2021, the beginning of the year. And it all worked out. 
all things work together for good, amen, to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And I was able to get back in the country because I'm actually a dual citizen. I was born in Fiji and grew up there where they weren't letting other people back in. Um, I have three older brothers. All of them have served as missionaries. Two of them are still currently missionaries. One of them is in Fiji. And he couldn't get back to Fiji because he's not a citizen. So I was able to have that one up on him. But uh, we're thankful that he's been able to get back since they've opened Fiji back up as most of the world has opened back up. And he's over there serving. He's the one that had the heart problems. If you've uh, heard of our prayer letter, thank you for praying for him. He's doing better. Scott is his name. He's got seven kids, so I think that may contribute a little bit to the, the heart problems. But uh, he's, he's doing better and recovering, so thank you for praying for him. But we're excited to be serving over there. Serve with my brother. My parents have also been there for almost 30 years. A year after they got there, I was born. And tell you how old I am. Um, and so I'm thankful that uh, I've grown up there all my life and uh, been able to be a part of things. Of course, came back to college here to New England. Some people say God may have a sense of humor why he led me all the way to cold New England after growing up in Fiji. It was an adjustment, trust me. And I remember my first year in September, I had like a big winter jacket on in September. Everybody was making fun of me. They're like, you haven't seen cold yet. But in Fiji, the coldest it gets is like 70s, maybe 60s in certain areas. Maybe up in the mountains, maybe high 50s. But that's the coldest that it gets. People have never seen snow. Houses don't have heating or insulation or anything like that. And when it gets in the 70s, people put on their winter jacket and their snow caps. And it's pretty funny to see if you ever have that opportunity. But that's cold when your body gets used to the heat and things like that. And so um, we're, I came back to college, met my wife, and so thankful how God's prepared her to be a missionary. Her dad was a Christian school principal for 30 years, and they moved around to several places. They were in the south, and they moved up to Maryland, and then they were up in uh, Connecticut. And so it's just neat how God brings our paths to where they need to be, amen, as we follow him and we're faithful to him. And so we're excited. I, I don't want to get too ahead of the video, but as we head back to Fiji, we're excited to be moving to the southern side of the main island, where it's kind of a replant of a church there. Um, and we're excited to be a part of a camp ministry. There's three acres of land that we have there. And so we're excited about sharing more about that. 50% of Fiji's population is under the age of 28. And so there's a great number of young people coming up in Fiji. And God's really put that on my heart to see them reach with the gospel. Amen. We must pray and do all we can to reach the next generation. And so we're excited about that. So I won't say anything else because I don't want to get ahead of the video. Um, but later we'll have opportunity for questions. If there's anything you'd like to know about Fiji, we'd be glad to answer that for you. I could talk about Fiji all day. <laughs> it's more like home to me than anything, of course, growing up there. Uh, but let's get into the Word of God. That's more important than what I have to say or my opinion of Fiji. <laughs> let's get to 2 Corinthians this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter number 5. Pastor, what time do you usually conclude Sunday school? Sorry, what time was it? Quarter till. All righty. We're here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 this morning, and I'd like us just to start reading in verse 14 down to the end of the chapter. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 to verse 21. If you're there, would you say amen? amen. All right. Hopefully everybody's awake today. Staying warm, all right? If you stay with me, you might stay a little bit warmer. I know I'm, I'm thankful I'm preaching. It'll help me stay a little warmer. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge, that if one died for all, then we're all dead. 
and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. And verse 21, For he hath made him, Jesus, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Let's pray today. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the truth of it today that brings us together. Lord, to hear the wonderful words of God. And Lord, we know today in a world that we live that seems as ever increasingly filled with lies, we thank you that we have the word of God that we know is perfect, preserved. Lord, that we have today that is the truth. And Lord, today I pray you'd help us to hold on to your word, to know what your word says, not to be ignorant and understanding what the word of God says. And Lord, I thank you for the Calvary Baptist Church here that has stood here, Lord, for many years. Thank you for pastor here, Lord, and his faithfulness. I pray that you'll continue to bless this church and use this church and this community to reach people with the gospel. Lord, I do pray that you'll give good strength and health to pastor and his wife, Lord, to keep going. And Lord, we know, Lord, I believe we're so close to your coming. We know it could be any day. We can see the signs of the times around us. But Lord, help us in these last days to be faithful. Lord, help us to do more and enable and empower us to do more than we've ever done before for your honor and your glory. We love you today. Guide us and lead us in this Sunday school time and in the morning service and afternoon. I will thank you for it. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. So look at this passage here. At time we have, I'd like to draw our attention to verse number 20. Verse 20 there. If you're there with me, let's read that first phrase all the way up to the comma. Let's read it, church. Now then... We are ambassadors for Christ. We are what? Ambassadors for Christ. In Fiji, we have a U.S. embassy, as there are several of those, not several, quite a few, around the world in different countries, right? And what does America do? They send people over there to represent America. Now, who do they send over there to represent America? People that hopefully are going to represent America well, right? Ambassadors. The truth is that we are saved today if we have been born again by faith in Jesus Christ alone. Amen? And we are called ambassadors. It's not something that he says there, you can become one, uh, you can choose to be one. No, he says we are ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, Paul here is writing to which church? The church at Corinth. And when you study especially 1 Corinthians, there was a lot of problems the church at Corinth was having. They were not being very good ambassadors for Christ. Today, it's sad because many people claim the name of Jesus Christ, but they're not the ambassadors Christ wants us to be. How about you today? Are you the ambassador Christ wants you to be? It's not just simply enough for us to tell other people about Christ. 
we have to live the Lord Jesus Christ in our life. Amen. The Bible talks about there, if any man be in Christ, in 2 Corinthians, says, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. When we are truly born again, something changes from the inside out. Amen? I remember from a young age, going to church ever since I can remember. But going to church, of course, does not get us to heaven. There came a day that I realized that I was a sinner and only Christ could save me. And on a Sunday afternoon, my mother took the Bible and, and showed me again, as I already knew, but showed me again how I could be saved. And I remember that day, September 8, 2002, at the age of seven, I prayed to receive Christ. And something changed in Josh Deku. Amen? What was it? Christ came in. There was a new desire in my life. There was, um, this might be hard for you to believe, but I was a pretty uh, cheeky, naughty little boy. Yeah, I was getting into trouble. And not that I became perfect, but I remember there was a conviction in my life about doing wrong. Huh? Because why? God's spirit lived inside of me. I remember having the desire to come to church and even at the age of seven, sit there and begin to look through the Bible as the preacher was preaching. Did I understand everything? No. But there was a new desire in me. Amen. Christ did that work. I hope he's done that work in your heart today. Amen. It's not enough to come to a Baptist church. A Baptist church doesn't take us to heaven. Only Christ does today. But once we are saved, we're called to be ambassadors. Okay? You may say, I'm not called to be a missionary like you or to be a pastor. But God's called every believer to be an ambassador. And the truth is today, we, I say that as in those that claim the name of Christ, I believe are failing in a great way to be the ambassadors for Christ we need to be. In America especially. And may that not be said of your life. We cannot control others. But by God's grace, may our life be the light and example God wants us to be. So look at this passage today. We come down here. He says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. We see three things there. As he goes on in the verse, he says, we pray you in Christ's stead. Or in Christ's place is another word we could use for stead. That's the title of this lesson this morning. In Christ's place. We're called to stand what? In Christ's place. As Jesus left her upon the earth, he said, greater works than I have done, you'll do, because why? I go to heaven. But he gave us the promise as he's gone that he will come again. Amen? How about you? But I'm looking forward to that day. Amen. Rescue us from this world that's not getting better, it's getting worse. There's some people that believe the world is going to get better and better till we get to the kingdom of God. And I don't know what world they live in because it's yeah. getting worse. <laughs> the Bible clearly says in 2 Timothy, in the last days, perilous, troublesome times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. If we could give a description to America as a whole, especially when we come back as missionaries, we just see, I think, more of a drastic change when we, we hit three years later. If we could describe America, I think that phrase right there, lovers of their own selves. If we're not careful, can I be honest with you? I see that creeping into many believers' lives in America as well. Amen. We're not called to love ourselves, okay? We're not called to self-love. That's a big word they're using these days, right? No, we're called to love God, amen, with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength. And then we're called to love others. I'm not saying don't take care of yourself. We should do that. But we need to keep in mind many people are so focused on themselves, even believers in Christ, that they fail to be the ambassadors that we're called to be. They fail to stand in the place Christ has called us to stand in this lost world, to be the ambassador for him that he wants us to be. May God help us today. The Apostle Paul, writing this book here, says in Romans chapter 1, verse 15, he says, I am a debtor 
He says, I owe it to other people to what? Take the gospel to them. Today, you and I owe it to people to give them the truth. Why? Because we have what people need. We're going to get to that here in a little bit. May God help us today. Paul acknowledged there in, in Romans, he says, So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel. The word ready is a word that means he was eager and willing, representing Christ to the world, was something Paul was, this may not be a biblical word, but I like it, pumped, okay? He was excited to get in the game for the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? If you ever have the opportunity to play me in a game, I am very competitive, just ask my wife, okay? If we're having a game or basketball or something's going on, I don't want to sit on the bench, okay? I want to get in the game. <laughs> the truth is that God wants every one of us to get in, I don't like to use the word game, but get in what we're really here for, amen, our purpose. And that is to be the ambassadors for Christ he wants us to be. To be pumped about it. Put me in the game, coach. Get me in there. See, that's Paul's mentality, and God used him in a great way. You today may say, I'm nothing special. You know what? I'm nothing special either. I'm a sinner saved by grace. But I'm thankful that Christ has saved me. Amen. And it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. And God is simply looking for people that are willing to let God use them. Are you someone today that God can use? Yes. If you're alive and breathing, God has you here because he wants to use you. Amen. Even here in Vermont. <laughs> Even here in a place that may seem difficult to most people in America to reach others for Christ. God wants to work here. He is working here. Amen. And he wants to use you in a great way. May God help us to realize this important need. God wants us to be faithful in giving the gospel. Giving the gospel to other people. Maybe you've heard of this lady. Her name's Isabel Kuhn. If you have her opportunity to read her biography. Great biography. But she said this. I believe that in each generation, God has called enough men and women to evangelize all the yet unreached tribes of the earth. It is not God who does not call. It is man who will not respond. The truth is we have everything we need today to reach people with the gospel. And yet we're not doing it as Christ wants us to. May God help us to search our hearts today. Amen. In 2024, Lord, how can I be the ambassador for Christ you want me to be? It starts right where God has placed you. In your workplace, in your community, in your family. God wants you to be the ambassador for Christ you need to be. Faithfully giving the gospel, but also faithfully living the gospel. In the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 29, it says, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant to thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. You know, you see me here today, but I naturally am a quiet person, an introvert. Anybody else here like that? <laughs> I would much rather sit in the corner and just be quiet and let everybody else talk. But you know what? God has called me, amen, to do his work. God has called each and every one of us to share the gospel with others. I remember in my early days as a teenager and God working in my heart about sharing the gospel with others and being so, um, you know, so afraid to even give a gospel track to anybody. Anybody else with me? <laughs> Y'all looking at me today. Anybody afraid to do this sometimes? Certain people you look at and you're like, I don't know if that's the right kind of person to give one to. But you know what? Every person is a person for whom Christ died for. Amen? Amen? Every person is someone that Christ loves. And if there's somebody Christ loves and we have the heart of Christ, we should love them. Amen? Amen. Today I'm thankful the hotel we're at able just to give a gospel track to the lady at the front desk as we checked out. Why? Because never underestimate the power of God's word. Amen? Amen. 
This is God's word, and many people have been saved just by simply reading it. Now, sometimes we may just be content to give this to somebody, and sometimes God wants us to speak to people, okay? You ever had that happen? I've had God speak to my heart at times. Maybe I'm sitting in a waiting room, or I'm at a place, maybe at a store waiting on my wife, which can be a long time, men that are married, and God speaks to your heart. Hey, why don't you go talk to that person over there? And would that be the devil speaking to my heart to go talk to somebody about the gospel? It wouldn't. <laughs> but then what happens? All the fears start coming up, right? All the thoughts. Well, this or that. No, the truth is that person needs Christ. And God's spirit speaks because why? He may know that person specifically is ready, ready to hear it. And even if they're not ready to hear it, we may just be what? Planting the seeds, the seeds of the gospel. And the truth is God wants us to be that ambassador for him. May God help us to be faithful in doing that. Amen. Remember as a teenager, as I mentioned, very quiet, but God worked in my heart. And I remember we go downtown in Fiji. We have many open doors in Fiji, even more so than in America, I understand, to go pretty much anywhere with the gospel. We go on Saturdays. Town is packed. Thousands of people pour in. We go and we're able to give out gospel literature. I remember one day God spoke to my heart. Hey, you need to go talk to that person sitting over there. And I made all the excuses. But finally I said, Lord, if you'll help me do it, I'll do it. Remember, just as a teenager, I went over there, I sat down next to this man, and I just went through a gospel track with him. Just read over it with him, went through it, and I got to the end. I said, would you like to receive Christ? You know what he said? He said, yes, I would. I'd like to. And I said, you say that again? You'd like to receive Christ? Really? I'd never, you know, really led a soul to Christ before. But you know what? That day, that man bowed his head and received Christ. And if you've never had the joy of leading somebody to Christ, it is one of the greatest joys in all the world. It is. Just let me tell you. There's no, nothing like it. To know that that person will spend eternity with you in heaven. <laughs> That's a great thing. And you and I have that privilege and that opportunity today. Everybody I've seen here that I've met has said something to me. So you're able to talk. I think everybody here can talk. Amen. Sometimes we think, well, I don't know what to say. Again, you could take one of these and just read it through with somebody. Amen. Can you do that? Can you read? I think everybody here probably can. The truth is that God wants us to do that. And again, we can make excuses. We can say we live in Vermont and everybody here maybe has already heard it, which is probably not true. <laughs> uh, we can make the excuses that people will not receive it. But the truth is God has called us to be his ambassadors. May God help us to be faithful in that. By faithfully giving it, but also faithfully living it. It says in Philippians 1.27... Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. Now that word conversation we many times understand from just our speech. And yes, our speech should be pleasing to Christ. But that word has a, a greater meaning of our lifestyle. <laughs> let your lifestyle be only that which becometh the gospel of Christ. You know, sometimes there are people that maybe witness to their, their neighbor and tell them, Hey, I go to that church and I, I believe you need to receive Christ as Savior. But then they go home and they argue and they fight and there's all kind of sounds and noises coming out of that house that are a bad testimony of the gospel of Christ. The truth is that we're called to be a, a Christian, not just Sunday, but what? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Amen? And with God's Holy Spirit, we can do that. To not just give the gospel, but live the gospel. If you work in a place, do others see the difference that Christ has made? Do they see the difference? Not long ago, Francis and I had the opportunity to go to a... Um, couple's retreat. And the pastor there was sharing about how um, in his earlier days he had worked in a secular place. And now he had gone there. And, and it was funny because he didn't tell anybody that he was a pastor. But somehow it got found out. The other workers found out he was a pastor. 
And he ended up having to just sit by himself at, at lunch tables usually because all the others wanted to sit around and tell bad jokes. You know how the world is. But he would sit by himself. He said, but it wasn't long after he sat there that there'd be guys one by one come and sit with him and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? This is the situation going on in my life. Why? Because he was a light and a testimony, an ambassador for Christ in that place. Amen. Do others in your workplace know you're a Christian? If you're living according to God's word, you can't hide that from others. Amen? God wants you to be that ambassador. And if you are, let me encourage you. Others are watching. They see that testimony. And there will come a time, I believe, many times, that they may come to you privately if you continue that testimony. But the truth is, it takes a long time to build a reputation. It takes just a moment to break it. By God's grace, continue to have that testimony as the ambassador for Christ you need to have. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 says, But if our gospel be hid or veiled or covered up, it is veiled or hid to them that are lost. Today we cannot keep what the world needs. First of all, in Christ's place we have a clear obligation, church. We have an obligation to take the truth to those that do not have it. Imagine today that you went home and you turned on the news. And I don't recommend doing this too often because the news is usually bad and it's not always the truth probably either, okay? You need to make sure it's the truth. But if you turned on the news, just imagine. You saw on the news that at the University of Vermont, is there a University of Vermont? One of them up here. All right. There has been a student that has discovered the cure to cancer. The cure to cancer. Wouldn't that be amazing if that was discovered? <laughs> the cure to cancer. Imagine today the thousands of people that are dying from cancer. Probably all of us know somebody that's died from cancer. My grandmother passed away from cancer. People literally today are dying, and they need that. And the world is watching. This cure has been discovered. And as they're interviewing this student there, standing there, the world is watching. The student responds and says, I'm not going to share it. I'm going to keep it to myself. We're going to figure out how to make as much money as possible from this cure, and then we'll share it. Wow. What would people say about that young person? All American. All American? Yes. Yeah. Probably a good way to put it. As a lot of people are, only caring about themselves and not others. Selfish, right? A person that is not caring about what people need or what needs to be given. But the truth is today is that every one of us is going to die. The 8 billion people in the world are going to die, whether from cancer or not. And the only cure today is the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I hold that cure today. <laughs> and whether people realize it or not, many times, sadly, they don't. They need the cure that you and I have. Are we going to share it with them? Are we going to do all that we can to make sure they have the gospel before it is too late? We have a clear obligation. Secondly, today, as we look in this passage, he says there, verse number 20, look with me again. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you, what does it say, by us. What is he saying there? As though God did beseech you, or the word beseech has the idea of to plead with. As though God did plead with who? You, by us. The second thing we have today is the comforting assurance. In Christ's place, we have the comforting assurance or the confident expectation that as we go, who goes with us? 
Christ does. Amen? We don't just go and we go out to tell people about Christ like we're selling something or we're a salesman or a person trying to sign people up for something. No, we go with the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ that can change people's lives. And we go with Christ with us. He indwells us today through his Holy Spirit. His power is upon us. As it says in Acts 1.8, but ye shall be witnesses. After that, what? The Holy Ghost has come upon you. The truth is today, Christ's Spirit indwells us. He'll go with us. I can tell you this today. He'll help you with what to say if you rely on Him and ask Him. He's just looking for vessels that are willing to let God use us today. The truth is that we have that comforting, confident expectation. God wants to help us. The Great Commission is given in Acts chapter 28. And the end of it there, what does Christ say? And lo, I am with you even unto the end of the world. When we obey the Lord's command to give and live the gospel, he's there with us. May God help us to realize this. We do not go alone. There's a leading Satanist. His name is Peter Gilmore. Here in America, he lives. And the question was raised to him, what do you think of American Christianity? The story is told that after regaining his composure, after laughing, he said, Christianity in America is a joke. It doesn't bother me one bit. Most of them keep their faith to themselves, and as long as they do, it does not offend me at all. One survey done, and this, who knows if this is accurate today, it's, but I think it could be. Around 70% of church members that go to church said that they, in the last year, had not even shared Christ one time with somebody. Somebody they didn't know. Didn't once even hand out a piece of paper <laughs> that has the gospel on it. Didn't even once tell a coworker, hey, why don't you come to church or have, have you received Christ? The truth is that, can we be honest, true biblical Christianity is dying in America. May God help us to see revival. And again, we cannot control others. Lord, help that revival to work in me. Amen. Amen. Help me not to fail to reach where you've placed me, Lord. My community, my neighborhood, my family. Mm -hmm. And maybe you have shared with your family the gospel. The truth is that this is so important. Eternity is for how long? Forever. Mm -hmm. That we cannot give up. We cannot quit. Today you could share stories about people that have prayed for maybe a lost family member for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And finally they receive Christ. Was every prayer worth it? Yes. Because that person for eternity will escape the lake of fire. In your life, let me encourage you today. Maybe there's people you've witnessed to continue to be that ambassador for Christ. May we take renewed hope knowing that Christ goes with us. And as we share the gospel with people, Christ goes and helps us share that gospel with other people. We are not called to keep the gospel to ourselves. Though our faith must be personal, it should never be private. We are called to make it public. You know, there are certain causes today, and I won't get into them but they're very vocal about their cause, <laughs> right? They want everybody to accept the way they live and the way they are, okay? But the truth is today we know that the truth is in God's word, and we need to be vocal about it, amen? We need to be believers that declare what the truth is. Do you believe it today? <laughs> the truth is today either this book is true or it's a book of lies. It's one or the other today. 
If it's a book of lies, we're wasting our time here. I'm wasting my time leaving and going to Fiji to take the gospel. My parents have wasted their lives in being missionaries all these years. We're wasting our time being here today. It's just a social club to get together. Either that's the case or this book is true today. There is a heaven. There is a hell. And people will spend eternity somewhere. One of the two is true. Which one is it today? So often it seems that believers say they believe one thing, but our life doesn't show that. Our life doesn't reflect that. And we fail to be the ambassadors Christ wants us to be. Christ has called us to stand in his place as his representative to this lost world. What a great privilege. Amen? Amen. You know, people that go overseas and represent America are very few that are called to be ambassadors. And boy, they count that a privilege, don't they? To be able to represent America. Truth is that representing far greater than America is representing Christ. The King of kings and Lord of lords. And he's called you and I to do that. What a privilege. Thirdly today, and I'll be done. Thirdly, we see here, we, in the first verse that we started to read this morning, verse 14, look back there with me. He says, for the love of Christ constraineth us. Why should we stand in Christ's place? First of all, we have a clear obligation. Secondly, we have a comforting assurance. Thirdly, today, we have a compelling motivation. What is it? It is this, that Christ first loved me. Amen. Christ loved you enough to die on the cross and provide the way of salvation for you. Christ has saved us from an eternity in the lake of fire. Are you thankful for that today? I am. The truth is that he's loved me so much that no matter if I give my whole life to him, I'll never be able to repay him for all that he's done for me. But the truth is, by God's grace, may I do all that I can. Today, may we do all that we can. Sometimes we say we love someone. People say, I love Jesus. Then what does your life, what are you doing in your life that reflects that? If you love somebody, it always results in action. See, love is not just a feeling as we see in Hollywood many times, right? Love is what? An action. <laughs> That's what's so beautiful about love and, and marriage, right? Because why? Sometimes those feelings may not always be there, okay? I'm not always easy to live with. I'm just a sinner. Amen, honey? You can say amen. <laughs> the truth is that she's not perfect, right? But the truth is that we can choose to love one another, amen. even when we do not feel like it. Sometimes we may not choose, uh, we may not feel like loving God, but we can choose to do it, and we must. The truth is that I love my wife today, right? When we were dating, what, there were more of those, uh, and even now there's those feelings, right, of love, right, toward my wife. And I loved her so much that even in college, trying to pay bills, trying to keep up with life, I asked the boss, can I have some more hours? Because why? I wanted to give her a token of my love and ask her to be my wife. So what? I labored. I put into action, right, that I loved her. I saved my money so that one day I could buy this beautiful ring and ask her to be my wife. What? There was action there. There was something that constrained me. There was something that motivated me, right, to do something about it. The truth is that if we love Christ, we'll be motivated to do something about it. Apostle Paul says, therefore, the love of Christ constraineth us, motivates us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. We're all born dead in trespasses and sins. 
We're all born children of the devil. We don't have to teach my children to be like the devil. They already are. <laughs> they know how to lie and steal and cheat and all that stuff. Okay? You may see them today or see the picture and think, oh, they're so cute. And they look cute. But don't let them fool you. Okay? <laughs> they are sinners. They need to be saved. The truth is that we are born children of the devil. And only by grace through faith in Jesus Christ can we be made children of God. John 1.12, but as many as received him, Jesus Christ, to them gave you power to become the sons of God. We have that truth today. Christ took upon him our sins. He gave us his righteousness. We gave him our guilt. He gave us his grace. We gave him our bondage. He gave us his freedom. We gave him our emptiness. He gave us his fullness. We gave him our poverty. He gave us his riches. We gave him our condemnation. He gave us his justification. We gave him our curse. He gave us his blessing. We gave him our separation. He gave us his acceptance. We gave him our death. And he gave us his eternal life. Today, may God help us to be motivated. Amen? Amen. To be the ambassadors for Christ. We need to be. Church, today, you may never feel led of God to go to Fiji, particularly. Okay? But where God has put you, you are not there by accident. God has you there to be his ambassador for Christ. May God help us to be faithful in this. There's a story told. There's a story told about a man that was set to be executed. And the story is told that he is, was led to be executed on the morning. He had his breakfast. He had his eggs and salty bacon and calmly awaited the coming of the public executioner. He was escorted on this day by the prison chaplain who was reading aloud from the constellations of religion about the fires of hell. This man... His last name was Peace. He burst out and said this to the chaplain. He said, Sir, if I believed what you and the church of God say that you believe, even if England were covered with broken glass from coast to coast, I would walk over it if need be on hands and knees and think it worthwhile living just to save one soul from an eternal hell like that. Truth is today, many atheists say, you don't really believe what you believe, Christians. Why? Because our life doesn't reflect it. If we believe there's an eternal hell, eternity, people will suffer. And there's eternal heaven. And there's a way to escape hell. We've got to do more. Amen? May we ask God to stir our hearts today. Lord, help me to do more. I don't know about you, but my heart is stirred. There are times that, like all of us, our heart can grow cold. We just go about our lives. We just come to church. But the truth is we're here to be equipped. We're here to be encouraged to go out and save sinners with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. Amen. That's why we go 8,000 miles around the world because there are people in Fiji that need the gospel. Religion will not save people. Only a relationship with Jesus Christ will. Let me read that verse in closing. 2 Corinthians 5, 12, 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye 
reconciled to God. Let's bow our heads today, if you would, with me. I know this is Sunday school time, but would you just take a few moments that we're almost done here? Just ask God to search your heart. I believe every time we hear a message from God's word, God has something for us to learn, to take, to grow in. Amen? Ask the Lord today. You may make all the excuses in the world about why you can't be an ambassador for Christ, but you're here because God believes you can be. Would you give to God what you have? The little boy gave his five loaves and two fishes to God, and God did a great thing with it. Would you give to God what you have and trust him to do with it as he pleases? Just take a few moments here in prayer, and then I'll close this morning. Lord, today I thank you for your word. I thank you for stirring my heart again, Lord, and the calling upon my life and every believer to be an ambassador for Christ. Lord, today forgive us. Lord, I believe there's times in my life that I have failed to be the ambassador for Christ I need to be. And I believe if we all were honest here today, that would probably be the case. Lord, help us. Help us as we leave church today to have a renewed dedication to you, Lord. To have a renewed burden for people around us. Lord, help us to see people as you do. Forgive us, Lord. So often we look at man on the outward appearance. We know, Lord, you look upon the heart and you see lost people. That neighbor that may drive us crazy sometimes. Somebody that you loved and died for. Help us, Lord, to show the love of Christ to them. Lord, that coworker, schoolmate that may make fun of us as somebody you loved and died for, help us to share the gospel with them, to give the gospel, but also live the gospel. Today, Lord, I pray you'd help Calvary Baptist Church, Lord, to be the lighthouse of the gospel of Christ you'd have it to be. Pray that each one here, Lord, would have the opportunity, if they haven't, to lead somebody to Christ. To have that great privilege, Lord, to see somebody bow their head and put their faith in Jesus Christ alone. Pray you'll bless now, Lord, this morning service to follow. Pray you'll bless the message. Pray that you'll encourage our hearts today through your word, as you've already done this morning. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen.